0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Adjara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: Oh, he's already emotional inside the studio. Get the drop button ready, Coos. Welcome in on a Monday. Yannick Ngakwe, who? When did he get traded? That happened yesterday? Yeah, so much for that story. It's old news, Brent. Old news. Sorry, Jan. Love you, man. Old news. Appreciate all the radio content for the last year and change. We're on to the next one. But this is Leonard's Day. Hey, Jax. Can I brush my teeth in the morning before we start this stuff? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, why, why 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday? Why 7.30 on a Monday? What's going to happen tomorrow? Who knows, man? Most people would like to say, yeah. I want to get rid of everybody in the front office. Hey, I, I have a question for you, though. What's
2: if, up? if a team's has all the characteristics right now and all the symptoms of tanking, and I've been very adamant the whole time here that I've said I don't foresee the Jacksonville Jaguars tanking, you let go of your best offensive player, arguably, and you let him go for absolutely nothing, I'll be honest, man. I think I have a little right to be
1: emotional today. So guess what? I'm going to be emotional. Yeah, uh, the question is, are the Jags tanking? I mean, that's a, a serious question. I, if we go all the way back to the offseason moves, what did we say? We said, if Leonard Fournette goes here in March, I said, then that's a little bit more of an indicator that maybe they are. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember those conversations? Um, and, and listen, no, le- no one truly tanks in sports the way it's perceived on, on the outside. Miami was tanking last year, right? Miami wanted a quarterback. Sure. Right? No yeah. doubt. No, no, no absolutely. doubt. They won five games because the guy that's in charge in terms of flores it's like we're winning games like now the front office can think one way and the coaching staff and the team certainly think another way you've played enough professional sports nobody's trying to lose games they're gonna go out and do their best because that's their tape and all the rest now can you be set up for failure or set up for success well absolutely that comes from the front office and other things Mm -hmm. the jaguars right now uh, listen there's no way to spin this they are not set up for success but even with leonard fournette Two days ago, even with the potential of Yannick Ngakwe, they really weren't set up for success. I'm a little um, – I was a little more sunshine and rainbows about the Jags doing better than the national folks thought. I yeah. thought they'd be better, but if you listen to the show now, don't read into what you think, but listen to the show. We said the ceiling for the Jags might be like, even if in a wishful thinking way, eight games. That's the way they were built. So the Jaguars are not set up to be very good in 2020. I don't think they've ever even claimed that we're making a run at this thing in 2020. Well, now these moves, uh, Jan not so much, because they replaced Jan, and that thing wasn't going to work out. And it seemed well, like it was in hindsight a little bit by now.
2: And let's put that in the back burner for later, too, because I have some thoughts about that in terms of what you got for Janik Ngobler. Well, yeah. you know
1: you know where I feel about that. Exactly. I mean, uh, but now, at least they didn't get just the second-round pick. Well, I mean, what? Well, <laughs> we're talking about a fourth-round, fifth-round pick? Cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, listen, cool. I, I'm not all happy with that. So. But you have Leonard Fournette, and Leonard Fournette changes the dynamic because Doug Marone can't come out and say they had issues with Leonard Fournette or the culture with Leonard Fournette, or they just didn't think. Uh, He has a quote, by the way, today, and you'll probably hear it, where he says, we're trying to get the best players, and we're also doing what's best for the team. Okay, well, those are two different things. Leonard Fournette is your best offensive player, potentially. History says your best offensive player is Leonard Fournette. He's put up the production. Mm. He's a guy people have focused on. He's definitely better than what you have in the stable of backfields. There's no way to spin that. He's better. Now, if you want to go back to the second part of Marone's statement, is he best? What's best for our team? Well, that's where you deeper dive into Leonard Fournette. Some of these things. What's going on? What's the underbelly of Fournette in that building? What's the relationship with coaches and players? Now, that might be a different thing, but they're two separate things, is my point, when Doug Marone said that today. Brent,
2: I don't care. I, I don't care if the vibe right now in the locker room is off because Leonard Fournette's doing something. Number one, here's all I have to go off of right now with Leonard Fournette. He's been an outstanding citizen in the community. All right, now he's gotten a little trouble with the whole wrestling didn't pay his ticket. I'm not – whatever, man. Everyone's got parking tickets I don't get paid sometimes, so I'm not going to fault him for that. So everything that I have to go off of right now is that he's fine. Okay, and if you're worried about his mentality because he doesn't get the ball enough in the red zone or he throws a fit, I would rather have that on my team than a guy's like, ah, oh, great, it's third and two, we were on a stretch play, we got tackle for a two yard loss, and now we're gonna kick a field goal. I'm pumped up about it. Like, make it work. You're the coach. Establish the culture. Like you mean to tell me that you can't handle Leonard Fournette's personality? You you can't handle his fun loving spirit one second and then his wanting, you know, his will to win the next second? What are we doing here? This is professional football. You're not going to always have these guys that are perfect role models. Every single team I've been on has had some rough-round matches, guys. And guess what?
1: I don't think Leonard Burnett's even a rough-round match kind of guy. Make it work. Well, yeah. We, we listen. There is something there. Without reaching at specifics, we've had. Listen, we had Mark Long on a couple of months ago. He got into it. There are now articles written about what some have heard in terms of late to meetings over the years, and and whatever it might be. I, I'm telling you this. I will say this. This is what I know. Say it. Leonard Fournette's not in that building today, and there are some folks with a little extra hop in their step. Cool. That's reality. Cool. Awesome. Hey, I'm not saying they should hey, trade them away, hey, go ahead, go but and that's and s- or cut him, But that's reality.
2: Go ahead and celebrate them, man. Go ahead and have that hop in your step because you just let like, go your best offensive player. And and now you have who to replace him? Rock Armstead. So you mean to tell me that Leonard Fournette does not fit the system, but Rock Armstead does fit the or system? Or Devina Zigbo? Haven't haven't I heard for the past year or so that Rock Armstead is essentially like a Leonard Fournette Jr. Right? I'm I'm sorry. Did Rock Armstead show us something in the receiving game where I should be excited about it? Because I'm not. All right, so so why all of a sudden are we comfortable now with Rock Armstead? I get Chris Thompson played in Gruden's offense. I understand that point. But why are you telling me right now that it fits the Jaguars' scheme better if Winter Fournette's not here? Because we're talking about the go ahead. Sorry, uh, no, no. Because they don't want to tell you
1: the real reasons.
2: Okay, and that's exactly my right. point. So and, unless you tell me a real reason of something happened behind the scenes, something detrimental to the team, unless you tell me that, all I have to go off of right now is what I see at your press conferences. All I have to go off of is what you issue in your statements. And what I have to go off of right now is that you cut probably your best player in offense. You didn't get anything for him. You just let him walk out the door, and now we're excited because we
1: have other guys who are supposed to going to fit the scheme better fantastic why do i feel like i'm being interrogated
2: today? <laughs> I, feel like
1: oh, no, I'm, I feel like i'm off to an interrogation listen, listen i agree with you on a lot of things I mean, maybe not everything that's fine but man. i agree with you on a lot of things but i got a feeling this is going to be like i'm i'm no listen. The position of the front office no here today. no no Brent. and 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 the rest listen i was stunned by this today yeah i was stunned Listen. i, I like to believe i have a feeling of what's going on with the jags mm-hmm. Now, listen, I make some bad predictions sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, Might have some bad thoughts on it sometimes. But I I sometimes have a temperature of what's going on. I brought up to you on Friday. I said, could we see even like a D.D. Westbrook? So it wasn't like out of this world that could we see some surprises potentially at some point in this whole changeover, this pivot that we've seen with Calais gone, A.J. Boye gone, now N'Gakwe gone. But I did not see this coming as the point. And by the way, I don't think Didi Westbrook's going anywhere either. I was just saying I was reaching for something to say. What's going to surprise us? Well, but t- I did not nothing see this me at this point. I did it's not see this. I did not see this coming this morning. Two weeks from your opening game, your best offensive player, and we're going to get into this. Okay, this is how, from Leonard Fournette's point of view, how did it get to this point? From the Jags' point of view, what does it mean? What Shad and Tony Khan doing? What's Dave Caldwell doing? How much of a mess was this and is this? And also, I'll take it to this year's team point of view. What are they thinking in there right now? Like, if everybody on the outside world is thinking what they're thinking, what are the players internally thinking? And what does it do for really the most important commodity of the 2020 season, and that is Gardner Minshew? And we'll get into that. As Does that set you up for failure if you're Gardner Minshew? Because it's really hard for me to say, well, this helps Gardner a lot. Take Leonard Fournette away. <laughs> listen, I, I mean,
2: <laughs> I, I, am I frustrated right now? Absolutely. And, and listen, I mean, yes, I cover the Jaguars. I'm supposed to be unbiased, but I'm a former player, Brent. I know a lot of guys in that facility. And I want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars be successful. And this is a move right here that shows, you know what? We aren't concerned about winning this year. Let's go ahead and stock up. I mean, th- that's all I can say. Listen, I wish I could spin it and say, you know what? Let's just kind of wait and see what happens. I can't do it because I can't justify saying, you know what? We like who we got in the running back room. What did training camp tell you this year? I'm sorry, because do we have a full training camp? We have COVID-19 training camp. You can't tell anything right now in terms of what you have at running back. How many live practices have you gone? Maybe two for the scrimmages. But you're going to sit here and tell me, we're okay. We got it. Our scheme is going better. You can't lie to me. You can't do it. So, to me, and listen, I hate using the, the the verbiage tanking, man. I absolutely, I can't stand it. It's a loser's mentality. But what else am I supposed to think if you don't really tell me, quote, unquote, maybe the real reason why you let Leonard Fournette go? So to me, and I guess a lot of my frustration comes from this, Brent. I would be a horrible GM, a horrible head coach. Because I would be so hell-bent on winning every single year. I would be hell-bent on putting my name on something being, you know what? I don't care what we have. I want to get the most out of our guys. So take it from Jay Gruen's perspective. Maybe Leonard Fournette doesn't fit your offensive scheme right now. I understand that. Let's go back to 2018 in Washington. You brought in Adrian Peterson, who played in New Orleans, had a horrible uh, you know, time there, got in a fight with Sean Payton on the sidelines, goes to Arizona, gets lost in the shuffle, and then you sign Adrian Peterson, who was 33 years old at the time, coming off a bum knee and you bring him to Washington, and he fit your scheme, supposedly, okay? And then you re him after that year to two more years. So what do you mean Leonard Fournette? Would you rather to have Leonard Fournette right now or Adrian Peterson?
1: I mean, and be honest, maybe you take Adrian P- okay for that. so there you go. Yes. So, yeah, well, you know me. I'm a big yeah. fan of Leonard on the field. Uh, listen, there's people don't, well, people don't get this. The philosophical change doesn't mean that you can't fit into a scheme. The philosophical change means the last three years they pounded Leonard Fournette. They sure. played off the play action. I think they're going to play off a shotgun mentality, get rid of the football, and have guard, the ball in Gardner Minshew's hands more. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean... You can't have other good players, and you have to unload good players that might have fit with the other mentality.
2: Thank you. you. So from Jay Gruden's perspective, whatever there. From Doug Marone's perspective... If I'm a head coach right now and I'm trying to scratch and claw and save my job, the last thing I'm going to do is try to fire probably one of the best players in offense. I can't do that, man. I can't justify that. This year is supposed to mean everything to me. I'm supposed to try to keep my job this year. And we let Fournette go? And then same thing from Dave Cobble's perspective where if I can't get anything for Leonard Fournette, then I keep him on the team because guess what? Four million dollars is nothing, nothing. in the NFL. Eat that money. It's $4 million. It means nothing in the NFL. So I keep Leonard Fournette. I've, I showcase him with this, quote-unquote, great offensive line that you're so pumped up about and let him run his stuff and see if a team's interested then. You're one injury away from a team to trade to Leonard Fournette. I mean, there's going to be desperate teams during the middle of the season. There always is. But you let him go 10 days before the, the first game of the season? It makes zero sense. So from Dave Caldwell's perspective, zero sense. Doug Marone's perspective, zero sense. Jay Gruen's perspective, zero sense. I, I can't come with anybody right now.
1: Well, what do you think? That's Austin. I'm Brent Martineau. I've got a lot of questions. I've got a lot of comments, thoughts, concerns. And we're just getting going. <laughs> Action sports, Jacks on ESPN six ninety nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. I think we had Jeremy on. He hung up. If you can get back on, do it. We just weren't taking calls in the first ten minutes of the show, but we'll jump in right now with some calls and your thoughts throughout the remainder up until six o'clock. We do that all the time. Star Star six ninety is another way to get in. Social media comments. Well, that's not a problem to find those. We've got a few of those. We'll share them along the way. It's a big day in Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette waved by the team after three years. Was the fourth overall pick in 2017? And oh yeah, Yannick Ngakwe gone as well. The Jaguars are remade. They're certainly not rebuilt. At least not yet. It's next on ESPN 690.
0: Austin Lane. Are we
2: on right now?
1: Or not? Like our screen? I guess we're good. Brent Martineau. Yeah, you got to go all the way. Yeah, we're back. Thanks for your concern. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) Action Sports
0: jacks on ESPN 690.
1: You know, at the end of the day, I just felt that was the best decision for us as a team. Uh, I think it gives us the best opportunity. Uh, with the skill sets that we have with the other players in there, I just thought that that was the best for the team. And doing it now, we exhausted, you know, all trade opportunities. We weren't able to get anything there. So I just felt that, you know, now we can, you know, work on the team and the plan and get ourselves ready for the season. That is Doug Marone. I guess what else is he gonna say? Not much to say. It's hard to explain it. I don't know how you can explain it without giving us some dirt, and nobody likes to do that. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos here on a Monday. Hope you had a good weekend, by the way. What a wild one the last two days for Jacksonville uh the national perception of this is not good the local perception of this is not good are the jags tanking uh is certainly the question we're going to welcome your calls and by the way i i might have uh put out the wrong number so it's nine zero four three six two is a number but it's a number you should call so nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one or star star 690 it's been a busy day it has i'm all been busy over day. the place man
2: yeah uh, i didn't know how to answer that folks i was like
1: uh, uh, uh this is uh,
3: justin action sports guys i don't know what to say
2: no,
1: we got we got mad on the special line let's jump right into the calls real quick and then we got more thoughts and we start breaking this down we got a long time to do it but we got to break it down piece by piece there's so much to do uh matt what's up man what's going on Brent? how you doing how you feel about it
3: oh man it's crazy man first want to say you know how's everybody doing you know what i'm saying and uh you gotta give out the right number if you want people to call in too you might uh, like you know, Get them a uh, good response.
1: Get 'em, Matt. I, like, that's that's one way to limit the calls today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah all right. like,
3: Hey, nobody out there has an opinion? We don't I mean, we can call in the pizza place. <laughs> but um, I just wanna say, um, first, as a, as I kind of feel like an insider because I had a neighbor who was a sports writer for the Jags and um he actually got into like an altercation. I ain't gonna you know say the names. or whatever, he got got into rub Jalen Ramsey the wrong way, um, uh, at a practice one time. And uh he was telling me that um the Jaguars had a bad taste in their mouth for Fournette after his um injury because he wasn't really rehabbing seriously. And, and also he had like an attitude problem, too. I don't know if it's like a prima donna attitude or something like that, which he has changed since then. But I think once that happened, it kind of lessens his value in the eyes of uh, the organization.
1: All right, Matt, we appreciate the call. And, and listen, I think you're going to get a lot of that stuff. There's a, there's a lot of people saying things, and I think you're going to hear things. The fact or fiction part of that is the part that I try to – you know, filter. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm not discrediting that. It might be true. We've heard a lot of things over the years about multitude of players, and sometimes they're true, and sometimes they're not. Once they go out the door, they, the stories become a little more glorified as well. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be a little careful of those kind of things. The, the here's the fact: there's some disconnect inside that building with Fournette and players and coaches. There has been over the years. That's that's an absolute. How you want to illustrate that, how you want to specifically say what is what, I don't know. I kind of liken it to this a little bit. Doesn't it feel like the Jags have undone the Jalen Ramsey click, if you will? Guys that maybe hung out with Jalen Ramsey, you know, from Telvin Smith to now Leonard. You know, it's like it's the opposite of McVay. Like if you had had a phone call with McVay, you got a job. Well, now if you've had you you were hanging out with Jalen Ramsey in the locker room, look out. Yeah, it, it feels that way. Again, well, th- that might be a little fabricated, but it feels that way. Listen,
2: the Leonard Fournette that you know stepped in in 2017 compared to the Leonard Fournette that's walking out the building now, to me is a completely different person. Right? There the, there may have been some maturity issues. We saw it. I think it was his second year on the sidelines in Houston. You know, Coughlin called him out, tried to take some of his money away. We saw it in Buffalo a little bit where he threw that punch and everything like that. It's not Leonard Fournette's fault that the team, and when I say the team, I mean the coaches, elected to make him a captain, and then he made you look wrong, okay? Like, if he was really that much of a detriment, why make him a captain that year in the first place?
1: Why make him a captain 2018? Why'd you do it? Well, because they allowed allowed the players to vote for captains, but so don't the coaches have any kind of say? What's no, up? Okay. I, I they, they remember did. that they okay. allowed. Listen, man, it was it was awful. Like I don't know why we asked Marone after. Like, are you going to step in and and sure. and change this? Because yeah, that was a bad move. It mm-hmm. ended up being a real. The leadership was not good in eighteen. Yeah. They couldn't handle whatever success they had, and then the failures that they had that season. But you usually point to leadership. Well, they did a very poor job of of. Appointing leadership in eighteen. So here's my point then. All right. So
2: 2018, it was obviously abysmal was a nightmare. Leonard Fournette was the captain, didn't do that great. Yada yada yada. So then what does he do? He he takes it upon himself to improve his image, to improve his overall just well being in football. Goes in the middle of Wyoming, trains, does his thing there, gets in probably the best shape of his life. Comes back and it seems like his demeanor changes a little bit. Then all of a sudden he's saying happy birthday to, to you know little kids on the sidelines and things like that. He's handing out shoes, handing out gloves. Once again, I don't, I couldn't find any issues last year from what I've seen from Leonard Fournette. Now, whether in the locker room, it's different. So be it. But my point is, why wouldn't you want to kind of celebrate that guy? Well, why would you not you a busted his you-know-what to try
1: to improve himself, make himself a better teammate, and then you let him go? What kind of image are you sending to the young guys in the locker room? I think you're right on that in so many fronts. And, you know, I think I get grouped in because <laughs> we had some thoughts in, on, on Leonard Fournette as a guy that bashes Leonard Fournette. I think it's just the opposite. I actually applauded Leonard Fournette for his change. I don't think people give Leonard Fournette enough credit for 2017. And you've been they been very don't adamant make the AFC Championship without him. You can have Mahomes that year. You can have Watson that year. You Year, you don't go to the AFC Championship game, I'm telling you. That, that is one hill that you've been on since day one. But, longer term, obviously those two guys would have been better off, no doubt. I'm not arguing that point. Uh, that's that's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I should get kicked off the radio if I don't argue that point. I'm saying in 17 alone he was such a big factor, and nobody wanted to give him that kind of credit in my opinion, because 18 got so bad. Well, you're right. He remade himself. He got more mature. He got rid of some of the bad folks that he thought were he was very loyal to, but shouldn't be around him for a negative vibe. Uh, I sat down with him before last season. I said, hey man, you've seen, you're like so misunderstood this great heart this guy that gets it in terms of with the fans with the kids you see your stature your your um your stardom and you share that and you know it means something to them but then there is this other thing going on what the stuff that mark long brought up in our conversation in the summer whether it's late to meetings coaches don't like them whatever it is so much so that in the when he was asked about it in a media availability this month he said listen i'm not a jerk And so it is one of the most, we had a show about this, he is one of the most complicated players in Jaguars history. The relationship between the team and him, the relationship between the fans and him, I think is one of the most complicated stories in Jaguars history when it comes to players. And you can't deny that he was productive in 17 and 19, and the Jaguars just lost all that production. We have Jones on the line, I think you said. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Thanks for calling in, man. What's up? Hey, I got a question for you.
3: If if we got three fresh, if we got two fresh run draft pick, are we getting a fresh running back and fresh draft pick on next year? But I'm just saying, just, just like that.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jones. I Appreciate it. Uh, they got first-round draft picks two uh, next year. next year, they now have two fourth-round draft picks. That's because of the Jalen Ramsey trade. Yeah. They'll now have two second-round draft picks. And so I think what Jones was saying is, we'll, we'll go get another running back with one of those picks. Well, yeah, I mean you could do that. You're have to. I mean they'll, they'll probably have to do that. Then, listen, I'm not. This is not mouthpieceing the the uh, the organization. I've just been told since late last year they do like these guys in Armstead and Zigbo. What I'm here to tell you is those two guys are not Leonard Fournette on the field. (laughs) They're not. I mean, they can show us that. But we have too small of a sample Mm -hmm. to know that. You can like your stable of guys. Your young guys think you have some depth there. But they're not that guy. And, and do we see it in training camp? Did, did you leave pre- – and listen, I was only at four of them. You
2: were at yeah. more than well, – I. running backs are really- hard
1: to tell without games, right? So if it's hard to tell without games, then what, what do they see that we don't see?
2: Well, maybe, I, yeah. maybe they say something. But I don't – I'm just saying I think it's hard to gauge what you have at the running back position if you're not live tackling, if you're not hitting. How do you know?
1: Yeah, again, they, this mantra was a little bit left over from last year too, so they saw him a little bit in those games. But not enough. Not yeah. enough to buy in. Not enough to let this guy go just because of a football standpoint.
2: Yeah, and also I want to point out, too. So, yes, obviously there are the rumors out there. Mark Long came on our show. He spoke his piece about what he heard about Leonard Fournette. Obviously, Leonard Fournette kind of clapped back at Mark Long a little bit. He did. Gave him his two cents. And, well, once again, I I don't know – What's the behind-the-scenes stuff? I've never heard anything about it. All I have to go off of is what the teammates tell me, what my eyes tell me. And like for instance, Chris Thompson. Obviously, Chris Thompson's a guy who benefits if Leonard Fournette's gone. Let's be honest, because now you're getting more, you're getting more time now, man. Well, we I, thought I don't know he'd
1: you, get the screen pass and the catches anyway. Let had 80 catches last year. We are not gonna have 80 catches yeah. this year.
2: But now I think even with Leonard Fournette gone, no, no Chris, Chris Thompson's you know value goes up. Fantasy footballer, you know, ring the bell <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Very but, good. But look Drafts what Chris are coming. But but look what Chris Thompson had to say. Was looking forward to balling with you this year, my boy. Glad I got to know you, the, the real you, Leonard Fournette. At Leonard Fournette. Okay. Well, that's
1: interesting. The perceived, the Leonard fournette versus the real leonard fournette speaking of leonard fournette issued this statement and he took the high road and very classy he said duval first i want to thank the city of jacksonville and all the fans for embracing me the past three seasons we have been through some ups and downs but y'all have bad my back through it all you have my deepest respect and appreciation i would like to thank the jaguars organization for giving me the opportunity to fulfill a lifelong dream of playing in the nfl to all my brothers in the locker room from 17 until today y'all family for life i wish each of you the absolute best in your careers i'm excited about what will come next for myself wherever that." That may be know that you will get a player who is focused, motivated and ready to get work. God is great. Leonard Fournette uh, via Rock Nation pushing that out there. And, uh, you know, one thing to, to notice back in 2018, the relationship between the Jags and Fournette got a little rocky because they took his guarantees away. Yeah. Right. He took like I think it was up to seven million dollars at the time in guarantees, and what that meant. And, and to be honest, we had to do a little homework on this because I didn't quite understand it. I thought he just lost seven million dollars. So well, that wasn't the case. Basically, he loses the money up front when he was going to get it, mm-hmm. in terms of guaranteed dollars. Like if he got cut today, he was still guaranteed that mm-hmm. money. Yeah. He could still earn it back through the length of the contract. That's very interesting. Did they cut him because of the $4 million and something to do with the guarantees? Now, Ian Rappaport said today there will be a grievance on $4 million of those guarantees, but the Jaguars might have just saved themselves a few million extra dollars, cutting him now rather than later or carry him through the season uh, because he had the ability to earn those. If I understand that correctly, it's a bit complicated, but it was a little loophole in his contract at the time. And because of the suspension and the fight in Buffalo, they were able to do that. That kind of got things rocky internally. Yeah. With the Jaguars, there's also something to note here that I think Leonard Fournette, if you want to talk about the in the building stuff, which at whatever that is, whatever you want to characterize, it is I characterize it as a disconnect because, quite frankly, I don't know specific instances. If you want to give me specific instances, that's one thing. If there's a little underbelly of stuff, which I've heard enough of to know, at least there's some under- underbelly, then that's one thing. But there wasn't just Fournette. There's an underbelly from that entire Team. Now, when I say entire team, I don't mean all 53. Mm -hmm. But that team was tough to coach. It was tough to be around at times. When things went well, it was great. When it didn't, it didn't. Mm -hmm. Telvin Smith, Jalen Ramsey, uh, you name them. You know, I. I, There's a lot of guys that things didn't go well for. Mm -hmm. And when you're losing, things don't really go well. But I think Leonard is a little guilty by association in that regard, where he was kind of linked to those guys uh, or linked to that team that had a little bit of that label maybe internally in the building. Mm -hmm. And maybe he wasn't the ringleader of it. Maybe he wasn't as bad as those guys. But I think they had tired of coaching those guys because they became hard to coach. And now we've seen a huge flip. In terms of youth, buy in, look at all the guys we talked about in the draft in terms of very coachable, those kind of traits, right? The Jaguars yeah. have gone way overboard in getting those kind of players now in this locker room. Saqib's so hanging on the line. Let's get to him. Action Sports shacks on ESPN 690. Wild couple of days, Saqib.
0: Man. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm just, I wake up this morning. I was
3: like, you know what? We're going to talk about the. Unique trade, okay, we got something for him, yada
0: yada yada. And I see that and I think I passed out for like thirty seconds. <laughs> because because I, I'm just I don't understand how does a GM get so many opportunities to fix this and he does, before even Tom Coughlin situation, he was a GM and he destroyed this roster with Blake Boros and Jokel
1: and all these clowns that he has. And now he gets a second opportunity. And now we don't have nothing to root for. We have zero to root for. This is going to be a
3: horrible, mark my words, a horrible year. And I have to deal with this clown. Next year, they're going to get another oppor- That's what my, I don't understand. They're going to
2: get another opportunity after this year because of all this stuff that's going on. I don't,
3: I'm tired. I'm tired of dealing with losing and losing. And, and, and Mr. Khan, if you're listening, please.
1: Fire these clowns after this year. Please, I'm begging you. Thank Th- you, guys. Thanks, Akie. Thanks Akie, Appreciate man. it. Hey. Thanks for listening this for and place to Action Sportscast and on the man. Nine. Get it all out. That's what we're here for. We're here to listen. Uh, okay. Let's get into that side real quick. Okay. Uh, should we? I want to. Uh, they almost need a lot of time. Um, I'm not going to get into that side real quick. Uh, I, we're going to get into a break. After the break, uh, okay. Or, or I might even go to the top of the hour. There's so much to spin. Here. I want to go for more from Leonard's side of it. Okay. How does he feel today? Is he? Does he feel betrayed does he feel thankful there have been a lot of guys who say i want out of here leonard's one of those guys i think that has kind of been back and forth about i want out of here yeah you know uh, he hasn't been vocal I, I think he likes the i think he likes the city i think he likes the fans heck i mean he was zooming with the fans during the draft yeah i mean he's a he's a fun dude man yeah he's a great guy to root for Yet I say that dynamic between the fans, what they could never get over is the fact that they picked them top five and they let a couple of quarterbacks go by. That wasn't Leonard's fault. But that's what he wore, much like Tyson Alawalu wore that back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so you wear that as a player. Um, but I also think there's a stardom about Leonard Fournette. He's had that stardom since he was in Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. He's a... He's he's a legendary in in Baton Rouge and back home in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. But he's also a star across the league. I mean, he's one of their guys that really transcends Jacksonville and gets across the league. Mm -hmm. People know Leonard Fournette. On the national shows today, they're talking about this Mm -hmm. because it's Leonard Fournette or they're looking at the stupidity of the Jags, one of the two. But they're really focusing in on Fournette. Now, where does he land? Do you think he is? Is this a sigh of relief for him today? It's like, you know what? Good. I need a new home. I don't yeah. have to deal with this this year. We we're going to be bad anyway. Uh, they don't really like me in the building. They tried to trade me. I mean, he handled all that stuff very well, by the way. For a team that tried to trade him, he came. He never hard. ripped him after that. It's hard.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, and, and it, to me, it goes to show me the class of Leonard Fournette because there's nothing more awkward than showing up to work every single day in a place that doesn't really essentially want you, a place that tried to trade you away, but you still showed up. You showed up to training camp. From my perspective, you were professional the whole time. And uh, to be fair, it, I was intrigued, man. Like t- He looked good at training camp, I thought. Now, once again, what does that really mean when you're tackling on air and you're, and you're just tapping up? Who knows? But I just think he looked good. He looked fast. He looked quick. Whatever, though. What is Leonard Fournette thinking right now? I mean, I think he's a little shocked. I think he's a little taken back because how could you not be? Um, yes, the writing was on the wall. where you trying to get traded back during the draft? That didn't happen. But listen. We're 10 days out right now, or how many days are we out? We're 12. 12 days out right now from the, the first game of the season. And all of a sudden, you just get let go. Of course, he's shocked right now. Now, I'm sure he's partly excited, because I think whoever brings him in, um, you know, could be in the need of a running back, but could I actually have a pretty good team this year too? <clears throat> Tampa Bay or something like that, maybe? Who knows? So, with that being said, I think he's excited, but where my mind goes to, Brent, are the guys in that locker room, because... History shows us when you do this to players and you essentially pull the rug. And once again, I'm not sure what the conversation in the locker room were like, but I think we can assume right now that the rug was pulled underneath Leonard Burnett's feet. I, 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 and I asked, saw this. Coming. Yeah, and I, I asked
1: Doug Marone today and he wouldn't answer because he said, I can't speak for the team. I, I wish he kind of did and see if he got a feel for him. Maybe he hadn't met with the team yet, too, to be fair to Doug. But I just said, what is the reaction? I yeah. mean, the reaction outside is like one of shock. So, What's the reaction inside that building with DJ Chark and yeah. Miles Jack and Joe Schobert who came over and any of those guys with Brandon Linder? I mean, they listen, Fournette's a good player. They know what he's done. Yes. They respect his game. So here's my point, and you're, you're kind of proving right now. The
2: writing wasn't on the wall then because Leonard Fournette, last time I checked at practice, was still getting those first-team reps. So the expectation was for Leonard Fournette to be the, the, the bell cow this year or at least the first and second down back and then Chris Thompson comes in for the third down back. When you pull the rug out underneath your team like this, I can't name one time it's ever worked out well. Like this, I'm reminded of when they cut Dave Garrard. You know, I, I remember being on that bus. I think we were maybe seven days out before we played Tennessee or six days out, so it was a little sooner than that. But like, And I'm not trying to compare the quarterback position to the running back position, but keep in mind, it's Leonard, actually reminiscent. Big, but Leonard Fournette is a big part of that offense. And the fact that you just kind of said, all right, well, he's gone now, how is that going to echo in the locker room? Spoiler alert, it's not going to be good. Well, you I, went 2-14. Because yeah, I, I remember what happened when Dave got cut out of nowhere. And I remember that reaction right after. We was were, that the 2-14 That year? was a 2-14 year. Number one, we were in shock, obviously. And then after that, we were just kind of like, dude, what are we, what are we doing here? And
1: no, I think that, that was the, the four-win season. I was going to say, it was 2011. Hey, Michael says, Brett, you almost did it, but you bailed on me and made it a question. Say it with your chest. The Jags are tanking. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. And by the way, Bold City Cap, we got to get our guy Brent some help with pronouncing Duval. Do I say Duval funny? I don't know, man. Sorry. I've just been seeing Red all day. I mean, it's been a busy day, Yeah, Cap. I mean, I, I don't need this. <laughs> I got a lot going on. I got a, I got a Rhode Island accent, dude. I can't even. A Duval? I, I, I keep in mind, we, still, we haven't even talked about Jan yet. I can't wait
2: till you come unhinged about Jan because you're the guy that said if I got a second round pick for him, Woo boy!
1: I said just a second. They got a little more.
2: Oh, my bad. A fifth round pick. It's oh, sunflower
1: seeds which, as well.
2: Yeah. Well, Which Brent Marno called the crap suit of the NFL draft, by the way. We had that, that on be. audio. Yeah, it can, can be. be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I said no, right. More Leonard talk yeah. after this on ESPN 690. What about Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone? Next on ESPN 690.
3: Hey. I mean, I can't really um,
1: write or really jump in. You know and 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 tell someone else what to think or what to do i think the best way to probably approach it you know would obviously not having thought a lot about you know being able to present this is is i would like to just tell you what my role is put the best guys i can together as a team same way i've been talking to the players from the beginning and at the end of the day it's going to fall to me you know who those who those best players are The problem with Doug Marrone mentioning best players is, you just cut one. It can't just be strictly best players. They just cut their best offensive player. Now, listen, Gardner Minshew ball's gonna be in his hands a lot more. Sure. He, he, my pro- sure. production-wise quarterback yeah. so important. Yeah. Well, either way, I mean, you yeah. can always make the. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. You can make the case Blake Bortles needs to be your best player, even when he's quarterback. Yeah. Uh, DJ Chark is developing. It mm-hmm. is a, you know Lavisca Schnell could be a lot of fun. So it might not have panned out that way this year, and but he has been. I mean, he's one of your best players. It's just a, again, I think it's a tough spot for Marone. I'm not necessarily hammering him. It's a tough spot. He's answering the questions. Yeah. And 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 you're also think about it from Marone's point of view. It, say there is a little bit disconnect. You don't want to hammer the player. You're trying to protect the player. Mm -hmm. You're not going to throw him under the bus. Mm -hmm. And so I think the Jags handle that part well. It's just just, it falls on deaf ears because it's hard when you're identifying best players for the season and you just cut number 27. It does not make a whole lot of sense in that regard uh, when you're thinking about it in that landscape
2: look and whether it's you cutting best players or it's trying to fit the scheme i'm gonna say this brent and nothing against bruce miller here i have no ill will towards bruce miller but if he's on the roster week one against the indianapolis colts if you have a fullback on the roster of the jacksonville jaguars i'm gonna freak out i'm literally gonna freak out because how can you justify then keeping a fullback which by the way bruce Miller's been looking good in training camp so i've heard but how can you justify keeping a fullback if leonard fournette doesn't fit
1: the scheme Answer me that one. Uh, I don't know. And they yeah. flirted with a couple of fullbacks. It does That part doesn't seem to add up. Well, uh,
2: once again, and I'm going to repeat myself one more time, and no ill will towards the fullbacks out there. Keep in mind, I'm a Wisconsin Badger fan. I love all fullbacks out there. I'm an equal opportunity fullback employer. But if there's a fullback on this team week one and Leonard Fournette's not here,
1: I'm going to freak out. Again? Already freaked out at the top of the show.
2: uh, No, no, it'll be a new level.
1: Um, I asked, is uh, is is he mad, sad, glad? In terms of Leonard Fournette, Doctor Seuss, now
2: Doctor Seuss, (laughs) driving it a little bit. It did feel like that.
1: Uh, Eric says I'd be mad they didn't cut me earlier, so I could have better job opportunities. Hard to believe they just decided now they were going to do this since they already tried to get rid of him before. And it's an interesting take because. You almost wonder if some team would reach in with a seventh-round pick or a sixth-round pick here yeah. and say, okay, we'll add to them. Make it a Seattle or a Miami. I don't know who it is. Just name your team. And say, or didn't the Jets just a, a deal fell through, right? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Balazs? Yeah. From, yeah. So, so why wouldn't they jump in and but, give you a seventh-round pick? here we go.
2: So with Balazs, keep in mind who Balazs is. Do you know how many yards uh, per carry average last year? 1.8. And you offered him... A late round pick in the New York Jets offer that to Miami for a guy that averaged, and I'll repeat myself one more
1: time, 1.8 yards a carry last year. And that's what you get for him? So are the Jags sticking it to Leonard in the sense that, hey, we don't even want anything in back for this guy. We don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Or is the four million part of it? And well, I'm telling you, man, four million. Well, it nothing. depends what team. I mean, 4 yeah. Million, Listen, yeah. Four million is still four million. It it just depends how the I don't know what the Jets Look, yeah. I think the Jets actually have a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, who knows? I mean, but look, I mean, now the Minnesota Vikings with Yon, they're right up against. it. They have two hundred thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah. So some teams are in that way. Keep so we'll my, eliminate some teams. Well,
2: and the Jets also have Bell though, already too. So would you really bring Fortnite an M Bell on the that's same team? That's a good point. But yeah. it's the point though, right? You're, you're gonna spend a seven. Maybe, six, <laughs> yeah. You're
1: gonna spend a seven or six round pick on a backup <laughs> running back for Le'Veon Bell. Well, and it might be roll though, right? It's like okay, we're gonna bring Leonard's been the Bell cow. Sure. And so if you're gonna bring him in, like we we thought about. Think about landing spots for Leonard Fournette. And I'm like, well, imagine if you went to like Tennessee, you had Derrick yeah. Henry and Fournette, two guys with chips on their shoulders, yeah. and they already run down the Jags' throat. I mean, yeah. you could just see that happen. You said Houston, mm-hmm. right? Indianapolis has got a loaded backfield. Mike Gold Jr. kid around, that throw him back there, run the wishbone. Run the wishbone, man. Right? But it is a, it's a fair point. Who has who? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have room for a guy that wants it 20 times a game? Yeah. And that's, especially at this point, again, you do have to ask your question. Did they, are they sticking it a little bit to Leonard Fournette quietly? Because I, a sure, seventh man. round pick or whatever, go, I don't know. Listen, yeah, stick
2: it to him then. So go ahead and prove a point. Go go ahead and be passive aggressive in this and go ahead and stick it to him. Meanwhile, your team is slated to probably win maybe four at the most four games right
1: now. Because I'll yeah. be honest, man. Like, but go but go ahead and stick it to him. I, I don't I'm, care. I'm more asking the question than advocating that they are. Uh, but yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's it, it just ba- is, it ba- it's just unbelievable that they couldn't get anything for Leonard Fournette, anything. Yeah,
2: and, and once again, I go back to my point. What what is what was the risk of keeping on your team,
1: showcasing them for two or three games, and then getting a trade for them? Or, or, or if nothing, just let them go. And, you know, and I, that's a good point because you had four or five weeks until the trade deadline where yes. you could stack up some yards and make them yeah. more marketable. So what's going to happen? Either you showcase him. But that them. shows that they wanted to cut ties from an in-the-building no, team structure, culture but, standpoint. That's but, more evidence of that.
2: Yeah, but my point is either you showcase him for those three or four games, and guess what? He absolutely balls out of his mind, and teams start to take note a little bit because they're like, you know what? We can't let him go to the waiver wire. we got to sign pull the trigger right now. We need to let him run out on our team. You do that. Or you showcase him, he does nothing, and then you cut him a couple weeks later. What's the difference?
3: Yeah,
2: stick it to him. Though.
1: What? Would, it to what him. It, like yeah. why? So like the other side of that, why even bring him into camp if you knew you were going to let him go? And that's the that's the thing, right? Uh, nobody was trading in the offseason. They're probably not trading now. That's why. That's why the question is. Is asked. Mm. I mean, if they didn't, they obviously didn't have plans for Leonard Fournette. Or did they see something in the last few weeks? Was he sleeping in Zoom meetings? Uh, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, but uh, I'm not saying I've heard that either. But did they, did he do something that offset him? Was it congratulating Yannick Ngakwe yesterday? I don't know. Was it in the offseason advocating for Cam Newton to a degree? Yeah, I, You never know. Listen, they, you don't know what ruffles people's feathers. And were they so fed up with them over time that even these little things just started to add up? Um, we don't know exactly, but you get the idea that there was part of it along the way steven's on the line let's get to him action sports shacks on espn 690 because i'm going to turn into this segment into uh our next segment into caldwell and marone and for jags point of view on the Fournette stuff but let's get to uh steven first what's up man
3: hey not much how about you guys well well i austin silence says different (laughs)
2: yeah i mean i mean Uh, it it is what it is man. it's just it's been been a crazy day (laughs) just just got suplexed off the top it's been a crazy week and let's just say that much (laughs)
3: all right. <laughs> uh, no, uh, my thing was to call when you said about Caldwell and Marone. And I'll tell you what, he better not be here next year. But I think it comes down to listening to all Marone's meetings that he's had. When he's asked the big questions, it looks like it just is out of his butt because I think the communication is so horrible. From front office to coaching staff, he might not have even known Fournette was getting – let go until Caldwell called him that morning saying, hey, you gotta go tell him that he's gone.
1: All right, Stephen, appreciate it. I can guarantee you this he knew. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this was more pushed by the coaching staff than it was by the front office. Yeah. You gotta remember now, Dave Caldwell did this. The last two days he cut twenty two million dollars in cash yeah, Shot Khan doesn't have to worry about. Sure. For what? What do you spend? What do you spend that money on? I don't know. You spend it on something? You gonna buy something or what? Why are the Jags doing this? Next on ESPN six. Such the T.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration Event right now. Get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e.